0: This one comes to an end. Frustrating day for Matt Ryan and the Falcons as Tennessee comes to Atlanta and puts a hurtin' on the Falcons. 24-10 to 10 is the final. It's always great to win in this league. It's tough to win, you know, especially on the road. We're going to have uh, to get this thing turned around pretty quick and continue to understand, you know, what got us here, um, what helped us prepare and, uh, and execute most importantly.
1: Titans win. That's right. Titans two and two. Colts two and two. Texans two and two. And Jacksonville, thanks in large part to the Denver Broncos. And their ineptitude are two and two. So here we are, a month into the season, Floyd Reese. A big win yesterday for the Titans. It is a Titans Monday on Jared and the GM. Floyd, do you want to start or would you like me to start with your reaction to yesterday's big Titans win?
0: Uh I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll I start. You, I know you're loaded.
1: So I got a couple things. (laughs) First and foremost, thank you to the Atlanta Falcons. Because I don't know what's wrong with the Atlanta Falcons, but I can tell you something is wrong with the Atlanta Falcons. For a team with so many good players on it, the fact that they got stopped at the 35-yard line of the Titans and would go back every single time. They could get to the 35-yard line at will against the Titans, and then they would just get stopped. And they'd fumble it, or they'd, you know, penalties, or they'd do something stupid. And so, big thanks to the Atlanta Falcons for aiding in the Titans' victory. But, I get a couple things. Number one, A.J. Brown. Floyd, I think the Titans have a number one wide receiver. And it's A.J. Brown. He is a big play guy. Now, he was my pick to click yesterday on the pregame show. But, and did he ever click? He is, to, to me, he changed the whole game with his 75 yard touchdown or 55 yard touchdown or whatever it was. The one play drive that took 12 seconds of AJ running down the field. That wasn't a beautiful throw by Mariota. It was Mariota did his job, and AJ took it to the house. And now we've seen two out of four games where young AJ has made a huge play that's changed the entire game. Then AJ catches another touchdown. He was fantastic. And not only that, I think he's putting the heat on Corey Davis to play better because after Corey Davis dropped the ball and A.J. was doing all of his things, Corey Davis started playing like a legit receiver. And I'm sitting to myself saying, oh, my God, where has this been for the Titans? And I realized that it was they're trying to get it to Humphreys, and they're playing Tajay Sharp when they shouldn't because he stinks, and now they've got a number one receiver, A.J., Brown. And they need to treat AJ Brown like he's the number one receiver of the Titans. Because when they throw the ball to AJ, good things happen. Which takes me to point number two. The quarterback. The quarterback. Where are the Marcus haters today? 615-737-1025. Go ahead and load it up. Load it up right here with the Marcus haters. Where are they today, Floyd? Now, this is my other thing about. It. Yesterday's game if you're a Titans fan, is what makes makes you hate the Titans sometimes is you can watch the Titans play a certain way one week, and it makes you want to pull your hair out. You want to get rid of the quarterback, and you want to bench everybody. And then the next week, the quarterback goes out there and is just dropping beautiful balls into the hands of Corey Davis for a touchdown and a beautiful throw in the corner of the end zone to A.J., And Marcus made a lot of good reads yesterday on when to run. Now, the fumble at the end of the game I didn't like very much. But Marcus was fantastic. He was awesome yesterday. He was great. And finally, the coach. I thought Vrabel did a fantastic job coaching. And I'm including both the coordinators in this. But Adam Archuleta on the TV broadcast on CBS kept going over how often Dean Pease was tricking Matt Ryan with the coverage at the line of scrimmage. And, I mean, Matt Ryan's been in the league for a decade. He's seen everything there is to see, you would think. And yet, constantly, Dean Pease had him snuffed out. And I thought Dean called a fantastic game. I thought Vrabel, people are upset about Vrabel going for it on fourth down. I really, to me, that's like the seventh worst going for it on fourth down he's had in his tenure. All the other ones have been way worse than this. I was actually okay with it. I wouldn't have done it, but I was okay with it. And I thought Vrabel coached a great game. We didn't see Adoree Jackson back there to return punts. I thought Vrabel did a great job with this team. You talked about it all week, Floyd. He talked about it all week. They were going to have to get pressure from the front seven. They did. Casey played like a madman yesterday. So a great all-around win. Thank you to the Falcons. AJ Brown is a number one. Is your number one wide receiver? Marcus looked a lot better, and I think Vrabel did a great job coaching. And that's how you go in there and you beat the brakes off of a team like Atlanta, who clearly has some problems of their own. Floyd, your thoughts?
0: Um, I thought, I thought the game was well coached. Um, I thought both coordinators put together outstanding game plans. Uh, I thought that we went in there, and the areas that we were maybe the most concerned about were the areas where we played the best. I mean, we played the best in the offensive line. That's the best offensive line group we've had in, for sure, this season. Uh, But they did an outstanding job of forming and keeping the pocket for Marcus, especially in the first half and Marcus was able to throw like a legitimate NFL quarterback because he wasn't having to run for his life every second. He could step up in the pocket, he could get the the timing of the pass, passes were correct. He could hit his receivers in stride and they we, I think we saw the results of that. Um I thought the I thought the pass protection was just outstanding. Uh, I thought Marcus took advantage of it. I think we got to see Marcus uh, with the opportunity to throw the ball on time, in a pocket, like a like a real quarterback, and the effects of that. Um, you know, the, Derek came on and played well when we needed him, which was at the end of the game. Struggled a little bit early, but when we got to the end of the game and you need to eat up the clock and do some of that, I think he helped. Uh, the receivers obviously were were great. I thought they did a great job. Um, you know, I thought all of those guys um, ran good patterns. I thought when they caught the ball, we did a great job of running after the catch. Uh, on defense, again, I thought the defense was just outstanding. Uh, I think we got pressure up front. The coverage on these this group of receivers was just outstanding we played a lot more man for man than i ever guessed we would and played it well mm-hmm. we covered these guys they the quarter, how many times did you see the quarterback stand that stand back there pumping the ball pumping the ball because he could not find anybody open and it wasn't like we were getting tremendous rush but he could not find anybody open he would take it down and try to run with it or eventually end up getting getting sacked. So um I thought the coverage I thought Butler was outstanding on a guy that is you know arguably the best guy in the in the league. He got the one taunting call which was not stupid good football uh but other than that, you know, you talk about challenging a guy that is a really good receiver and making him work to earn his money. I thought he was great. I thought Logan did a good job on Sanu. You know, a little bit more of a of a matchup there than than I expected. And and although he didn't win every every uh, every pass, the important ones, the ones in the end zone, he got the ball out. So that's all that matters. They gained a little bit of yardage, but the two the two outside guys. I mean, you're talking about the young guy, and you're talking about Jones. They didn't do anything. Ridley was on are, a milk carton. Ridley was gone. They took him out of the game. And uh, and Jones got, what did he get, four for 60 or whatever it was, which you would take every single time. Now the tight end killed us. Uh, but you know what? Uh, we said before the game, they're going to gain some yards. We don't care about gaining yards. I mean, they scored 10 points. And when your defense can hold an offense to of that caliber to 10 points, you know, you're doing good. So, Um, You know, the pass rush came on a little bit. Landry showed a little bit. Casey showed, um, you know, I think by far his best game. I think the two inside linebackers, really the three, uh, but the two young guys, Brown is just just continues to make plays. I mean, he really, really played well. And Kern is the best punter in the league right now. So you know, I mean, I know it's a game and I know you can't get all hyper about it and all those things. But I think we went out there and, um, you know, this is the first time in a while where I felt like we beat a team. And we went out there and they they made some mistakes. They got some penalties and they did all of that. But when we went out there, the way we were pitching, catching, especially in the first half, that's the best first half of football we've played in five years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was legitimate. We looked like a legitimate offense. You look at that and you go, yep, this is the NFL, and that's an NFL offense. And then we went over to the defense, and you go, yep, that's an NFL defense. So, I mean, you looked like the real deal. You played like the real deal. Um, You know, perfect timing. Now, you know, we got to continue to do that.
1: A.J. Brown. Oh, was he great yesterday. Now, there were a lot of good players, but Oh, I loved A.J. I'll say this, too. You got—the Titans were very fortunate yesterday. They got every bounce of the football, I felt like, in yesterday's game. They got so many calls yesterday their way that if the refs, if the Hockey League crew had refed this game yesterday, it would have been a totally different game. They got so many good calls from the refs. They got like a hands-to-the-face on the defense that gave them a first down. The guy didn't even have his hands near Ben Jones's face on the hands-to-the-face calls. Ridiculous. Uh, they got away with some holds, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, Mariota fumbles the ball late. Mariota gets it back. No guarantee when you fumble the ball you're going to get it back. But they got every fortunate bounce. Atlanta was dropping passes. But to your point, I mean, this probably is the first time the Titans I played a know. team and beat a
0: team. Yeah, they, they really may, beat they, them. They may have dropped some passes. I'll tell you what now. The quarterback did not throw the ball well. Talking about Matt Ryan? So, yeah. Matt could not. Matt, the receivers weren't getting open. Consequently, he he couldn't get the ball off on time, and he got jittery. He got worried. Now I I think he thought we, you know, he might get a little bit more out of our pass rush than we did. Although it ended up doing good, Uh, but I mean, he he got jittery. He did not like it back there when the timing was off. Uh, And I thought the secondary did an outstanding job of throwing the timing off on a bunch of those patterns. Really, really, the the. You know, the secondary that they put together that you were hoping to see them perform, I think this game was a, was an example of some of the things they can do.
1: Let's get your call 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. Titans Monday. Your thoughts on the win against Atlanta. We'll get to them. And, of course, what about Marcus yesterday? Did he do enough to get a game ball from Floyd? And was this a big game for Mariota? We'll get to that next. Jared and the GM live from the Wholesale Inc. studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. It's ESPN 1025, the game. Derrick Henry on formation.
0: And fake to him. Over the middle, it is caught. That's the rookie, A.J. Brown. He's still going. Brown showing the wheels to the 10 to the 5. And he's in for the touchdown. An electrifying catch and run.
1: Tennessee in front.
0: This team needed a spark and you gave them one early with a couple of big plays. I mean, that how was that able to happen and how
1: did that make the feel? Uh, like I said, I had a one-on-one matchup and I had to win my matchup. Uh, and when I caught the ball, uh Jonu, he, he seems to show up every time I get the ball in my hand. Uh, he got a good block for me and uh, helped me to put it in his own. Johnu Smith, I love how he, he threw his hands off the guy. Like, I didn't, don't call me a penalty, and I'm like, Johnu, when you do that, it makes the ref then think. That you might be holding the guy. But A.J. to the house. And the Titans were up 7-0 at that point. And we've talked about this with Marcus a lot. When he starts off well, he usually has a pretty good game. And that got him started. And yesterday, Marcus, 18-27, 2-27, three touchdowns. He's we he got seven touchdowns on the season, no interceptions. He also was in the running game uh, a little bit. Mario to three for 22 Floyd, after the Jacksonville game, after the Indianapolis game, one, what did you think of Marcus's performance yesterday? And two, was it enough for you to give Marcus a game ball for yesterday?
0: They, um, I mean, I thought his performance, like I said in the first half, the offense as a group, that's as good as they've played. You know, eleven guys in in a in a half in a long long time. So. I think from that standpoint they were they were clicking. I mean the receivers were running good routes, Marcus was stepping up in the pocket. Marcus had no was not jumpy at all. Marcus looked very composed, very in control. Uh, for whatever reason, I mean, he felt secure in that pocket. And you could tell a world of difference. And, you know, I mean, he just stepped up and threw the ball. The, the center and two guards did a great job of keeping the front of the pocket clean. You know, the tackles were running the guys around the edges. I mean, they, we we know they've got a pretty good pass rush, and we know, you know, the struggles we've had with our line. Um, and And they didn't get a sack all day. You know, they didn't even... Hit him a ton, you know, considering I think we got five sacks and, and hit Ryan like 18 times or something. I mean, we, we were all over him. So, um, I mean, I thought, I thought the offense really, really performed well. We didn't run the ball near as well as you would like uh, early, but, I mean, we were throwing the ball so well it kind of made up for it.
1: But Marcus, I mean, specifically, to me, I mean, when, when things go poorly, he's the guy that gets all the blame. I'm not saying he deserves all the credit today. But this kind of game is also what bothers me about Mariota. Is you can watch Mariota go out there against Indianapolis and look like he ain't got a clue. That he's afraid, he doesn't know how to throw it, and his guys won't catch it, and doesn't put it on him. And then you watch him against Atlanta, and you're like, yes, that is the Marcus. And that is why you're 9-7, is because... Marcus can have one game against Indy like that and can have one game against Atlanta like that where you're like, what are you, Marcus? Tell me what you are, Marcus, because if you had never watched a football game before and I tell you one of those two dudes has been MVP of the league, you ain't saying Matt Ryan. All right. So who are you, Marcus?
0: Well, he um, and this is part of the problem with him and, and part of the problem with the team. And I'm sure they, some way, somehow, are matched up. You know, when your quarterback is is inconsistent and when you're not sure what you're going to get and you go into certain games, and and I'm sure there are guys on the team that after the first series or two kind of go, uh-oh, you know, this ain't going to be a good day now. we got to find a way. Uh, and then there are probably some of those guys after, the, you know, a series or two, the way it went, kind of go, hey, you know, get it cranked up today. Now we're going so. You know, it's part of the it's part of the the problem we're having as a unit.
1: Yeah, they're gonna need to cut that out. Offense
0: and defense,
1: both him and them. They're gonna need to cut that out. Marcus was was he good enough for a game ball yesterday?
0: Well, you got to wait till we give out the game balls. We're not we don't have the game balls out yet.
1: Let's go to the phones. (laughs) 615 By the way, I would just like a little credit, Ian, on the pregame show yesterday. Picks to click, powered by wholesaling, powered by rumbleon.com. Oh. Yours truly. By the way, if you'd like to turn your microphone off on that, that's okay. The, yours <laughs> it's the second time I've done that in uh, two times. So I'm sorry. Sorry, like, sorry. I'm dealing with Marcus over here. I uh, know. Uh, but yours truly picked A.J. Brown as his pick to click, and the old man laughed at him. Who is was your pick-to-click on defense? Uh, Bayard, he, you know, he's fine. And Let's, who were Floyd's picks-to-click? Well, he picked the coordinators. Coordinators. And as I said to did him the on the freeway yeah, show, they did, yeah. both not, did not as good as A.J. Job. A.J. won in that been. game. They
0: got both offense and defense. If, I got them both, If they just had one. a
1: sash that said number 1 wide receiver, I would tell Corey to take that sash off and hand it to A.J., who is now the number 1 wide receiver of the Titans. Let's go to your phones. Bill going to kick us off today on Titans Monday. Go ahead, Bill.
0: Yeah, guys, I uh, love your show. I'm a big Titans fan. I wanted to ask
1: you, so the big victory yesterday, everybody played great. A lot of people made plays. How much does this mark an improvement in our team, and how much of this can we count to the fact that Atlanta is not a great team? I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thank you for the call, Bill. i got to be honest with you. I think Atlanta has a lot of problems right now.
0: They have this can only, in my opinion, this can only be an improvement if you can maintain it. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise it's just continued up the hill, down the hill, up the hill, down the hill. So if, if you can maintain anything and you don't expect, you know, let's face it, we don't expect our offense to go out and score, you know, 17 points every half or, or expect, you know, guys to make plays like that but you know different guys different ways but doing it on a weekly basis if you can do that i mean let's face it if you can do that we'll do what we did yesterday on offense and do it for a game i mean you're one of the best handful of offenses in the league
1: well you ran for 100 yards
0: yesterday well yeah but you didn't get much in the first half.
1: No, no no but but my point being is yeah. like that's exactly how you want to kind of win games right is your, your passing game hit some big plays and then your running game ices the game when you need to ice the game. You know, like that's how you want to win games. I mean, I'd rather win it by just running Derek the whole time and him running for two hundred yards, but other teams aren't gonna let you do that. So what you get is you get those one on one matchups, you get the ball to AJ, AJ shakes his guy, touchdown. Corey Davis, one on one matchup, Corey shakes his guy, touchdown. You know, those are the plays you want. Vrabel made a point yesterday I thought was fantastic. He thought the biggest catch of the game was a third and 15 by davis oh yeah and i completely Great agree Great completely catch. agree with Vrabel on that one let's go to richard who's up next thank you for calling go ahead richard hey jared love your show thanks for taking my call thank you you know we
0: all know that even a blind hog can find an acorn if your roots long enough and you know it it looks like last uh yesterday uh marietta found a, an acorn um question for you and and uh your uh, co-host. Uh, how long do you think it's going to be till he finds another acorn? And is he a blind hog rooting and, and finding
1: an acorn every once in a while? And I'll hang up and, and listen. Thank you for the call, Richard.
0: Well, we have, let's face it, this is, the consistency has not been a hallmark of this team.
1: That's why you're 9-7 and, and every so, year.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, when's it going to come again? I mean, we I wish we knew. Um, you would love to think, you would love to think that you can get some resemblance of this on a on a weekly basis, uh, but we know better than to think that right now. But but given that yesterday, you know, is is an example of what's there, and that's the frustrating part about it. You know, you can see. That we can protect him. You can see that he can step up in the pocket and throw the ball with time. And you can see the receivers can catch the ball and run with it. We just have to be able to do that with some consistency. Just a little bit of consistency. And we're really struggling to find that right now.
1: Well, I'll say this. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into Buffalo later in the week. But this is not the Buffalo Bill team that you went up to last year and absolutely choked a football game away
0: against. Oh, no. This is a good Buffalo uh, I mean, team. I
1: mean, I watched a lot of that Buffalo-New England game yesterday. The Buffalo Bills are not bad. On as defense. much as it yeah, pays me, yeah, the is offense is going to be a disaster. But especially if they got Matt Barkley starting at quarterback. But remember the last time he played Matt Barkley, he was yes. a quarterback of the Cardinals and beat remember. your rear end. So, I mean, you say what you want, but the – But to the consistency factor, uh, this Buffalo game might be one of the biggest games of the season coming up. And I only say that because I watched the end of the Denver-Jacksonville game. Denver, just like the Falcons, is a mess. Oh, my God, are they a mess. And the league, I mean, you look at some of these results around the league, you can't predict anything in this league right now. Who saw Indianapolis getting their butts kicked by Oakland coming?
0: That's, I told you, early in the year now.
1: Carolina with a backup uh, quarterback goes into Houston every, and beats the Texans.
0: Everybody's on the on their way.
1: 615-737-1025. Back to your phones on Titans Monday. Jared and the GM at ESPN 1025, the game.
0: It's Delaney Walker in motion. Third and five. With 230 left and a half. Mariota's pass far side. It's caught. It's Davis, and he will stroll in for the touchdown. Isaiah Oliver, the man beaten in coverage, 23 yards. And another touchdown by a Tennessee wide receiver. How about these wide receivers today? Just going to work.
1: If I had told you, Floyd, that after the third wide receiver touchdown, that the CBS Adam Archuleta... By the way, Spiro Dinas and Adam Archuleta are like the official TV crew of the Titans. But that Adam Archuleta would have said, How about these wide receivers... Which team going into the game do you think he would have been talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy.
1: And that throw from Marcus to Corey, that, that was just a great play. Marcus just throws a beautiful pass, which was an anticipation throw. He threw it right where he thought Davis was going to be. It hit Davis square in the hands. It's like the ball melted. Into Davis's hands, and then Davis just throws the DB off of him and runs into the end zone.
0: Yeah, that DB didn't give a great effort, but it was a good it was a good job of staying, you know, turning it up and staying in bounds. I thought he might step out of bounds, but he didn't. It was just beautiful. So, yeah, so it was well done.
1: It was like harmony, symphony, all together. Just oh, it was beautiful. Uh, and I would say this: I noticed Corey played a little bit better once AJ, you know, started setting the tone. Corey Davis played a little bit better. Now, I don't know if that has to do, honestly, with anything. I don't know, but maybe a little pressure for Corey to see A.J. out there balling and saying, you know what, I need to go ahead and start balling too, because if I don't, they're going to forget about me around here.
0: Well, I mean, it has to do with the offensive line protecting the quarterback and the quarterback being able to throw the ball on time and being able to throw it where he wants and hitting guys in stride and all of that stuff.
1: Let's go so. to the phones. 615-737-1025. Titans Monday. James is up next. Go ahead, James. Hey, guys. How you doing? I just Good. want to give uh, Marcus some credit for once. And, uh, of course, we got to listen to you. We put on your skirt and your pom-poms for the rest of the week. <laughs> However, do you see what happens when somebody just throws Corey Davis the damn ball? You mean are, uh, you mean okay. when he dropped it? No, no, I mean there's only a few receivers in the league who would have gotten that first down on that third and fifteen. Talk about that one. That was a great play. That was a great play. <laughs> but other than that,
0: good catch, good run. I mean, he was powerful. He looked like a running back.
1: Well, I mean, if you if you, if you throw him up the ball three times a game, I mean, how do how you expect him to do anything? How do you expect him to impact the game when? Like the first or second game, I believe Derrick Henry had more catches than all the wide receivers, all the starting wide receivers. So you got to throw him the damn ball. So I, so I hear your point. Thank you for the call, James. And Chris Sanders was really heavy on this point yesterday on the pregame show. Was essentially, if you're going to criticize Davis for his lack of production, you got to give Davis the chance to be productive. Which was, I, I mean, you know, spoken like a true wide receiver, right? Like. Don't blame me for not catching it. Blame me for not getting it. Or don't blame you for not giving it to me. But, and, and Chris has something to say. Speaking of Chris, by the way, he uh, texted me and said, uh, the first A.J. Brown, first rookie receiver with two touchdowns. Ah, since, no, I knew he was going to bring this up. He said since whom? I knew. So, uh, so, Chris, first segment of the great. show. I meant to read that. First, first segment of the show. So. Okay. 2.03 p.m. Since... Chris
0: Sanders.
1: 2.03 p.m. Chris Sanders sent that in there. But Chris was making the point that they were not giving Corey the ball enough or were not giving him opportunities enough. And you saw right off the bat, the first play of the game was a throw from Marcus to Corey. I mean, they wanted to get Corey the ball yesterday. That's great. But I want to give A.J. the ball. If there's a wide receiver who I'm hell-bent on giving the ball to now, it's number 11. That guy is a player. A.J. Brown is freaking awesome. Corey is good. He's good. Sometimes. A.J. is going to be the freaking man if they give him the ball. So, I mean, you can call me and say, hey, this is what happens when you give Corey Davis the ball. That's great. I'd rather give A.J. the ball. Because when I give A.J. the ball, he might go 80 with it for a touchdown. I love A.J. Brown. Of course you do. Why? Why?
0: Because he made some plays. anybody anybody makes plays, you're in love with. Yes, that's wanted. how
1: this should work. If you're good, we should say you're good.
0: I don't think that takes a lot of talent.
1: I, I think, picked AJ before I mean, the my, game to my,
0: click. My granddaughter, five years old, could say he's good, Papa. Yes, he is, sweetie.
1: Did she pick him to? D- click yes, she did takes to yes, click on the did. pre-game show?
0: Yes, she did. Oh. How about that?
1: No. See, you know what I think the lazy take is? I think the lazy thing is to pick the coordinators as the pick to click, knowing that if the team wins, oh, people will most, think the coordinators did a good job, and if they lose, they'll be mad at the, the coordinators. The
0: most important part of the game. D-P's,
1: what we did they on, kick they, they were on, yes,
0: on offense and defense. Only one thing bothered me about the whole game with the coordinators. Which was? We'll get into that later on.
1: The fourth down play call? Oh, no. The, that didn't bother me. The, after they got the first down, the, the rest of that first series with Mariota?
0: The rest of the first series?
1: Yeah, like the first series they throw a, like a 15-yard completion to Davis, and then they run a stupid little screen pass or something, nah. and drive just kind of stalled right then and there.
0: Yeah, no.
1: The, no. the usage of Dion Lewis, which, by the way, is too freaking much. No. Oh God! Whenever Dion gets out there, I want to pee my pants. I'm so worried he's going to do something or not, because I know the positives of him doing something aren't very high, but the negatives of him doing something like fumbling are very high. So I get all nervous there. Carl is up next here on Jared and the GM. Go ahead, Carl. Uh, uh, yeah, what's up, fellas? I just I- want to say I love the show. And look, I th- I hope Josh Allen. What I've heard is he might not play the game this Sunday, and I hope he don't. But Buffalo's defense are for real. Oh, and yeah. if it wasn't for New England blocking that punt and recovering it for the touchdown in the end zone yesterday, they would have lost that game 13-9, to okay? and But if we do beat Buffalo, our schedule opens up to where we can win like four or five games straight. So, Carl, Carl, I hear you, and I, I appreciate your call, and and I I get what you're saying. Thank you for the call, man. I get what you're saying. I am not in a point with the Tennessee Titans to where I can start talking about other games right now, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm excited with how they played at Atlanta, and that is, a, in my opinion, that is a a good starting point for the way that they played yesterday but we've seen the titans play good games and get all giddy about it that week and then the next week go out and look like absolute absolutely and so i am not i i am not assuming anything about buffalo i'll say this i watched the end of the denver jacksonville game yesterday i think denver is a hot mess flacco is a mess the coach is in over his head elway has done nothing to help that team since they won the super bowl that defense is old like i think denver is a hot mess and yet i have no expectation the titans will go to denver and win the game because even though it's a game they should win when they get to the denver broncos we i i have just learned to not trust this team for anything when you think they're going to lose they win when you think they're going to win they lose so before I start looking at it and see Chargers, Tampa Bay, etc., I mean, we did this last year, right? They started 3-1, and one, and then it was Buffalo, Baltimore, Chargers, and we're thinking, my God, they could get to Dallas and be 7-1. Mm. They lost every game until Dallas.
0: It's just M.O. of this team. Pray we can get to 3-2. and two.
1: M.O. of That's this all team we want to do. and M.O. of this quarterback is he gave you a game yesterday, in my opinion— one of his best games, maybe in the last year, and there's no guarantee he'll have another one like this in a month or two months or however long. And that's that's the frustrating part about. And
0: and and you know they're not none of them are going to be the same. I mean we're not going to go out this this Buffalo game and he's going to do the same things that we did this game. But that doesn't mean that you can't get up into the pocket. You can't be composed. You can't throw the ball on time. You can't get it out to the receivers, throw it to them where they can run with it. All of the things that are just small negative. The pass, the fade that he threw to Brown was the best pattern, best pass I've seen this offense put together in the last—
1: The corner end zone touchdown?
0: I'll bet. 4 years.
1: The corner end zone touchdown or the 55 yard touchdown?
0: No, no, the fade. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it, the pattern was great. He had he left space for the ball to get there. You could not Marcus could not have walked out there and set it in his hands any better than he threw that ball. Um so, I mean, it was it was spectacular and you see things like that and you go, "Wow, now that's the NFL. That's the way this a lot of these things are supposed to look. Now, will we ever see one like that again? I don't know.
1: More of your phone, 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. Who got a game ball yesterday from Floyd Reese? Did Marcus get a game ball? And let me state for the record: I think Marcus deserves a game ball. Did Floyd give Marcus a game ball? Who got him? We'll get to that next. Jared and the GM. It's ESPN1025, the game, and streaming on the Game National App. First game ball, birthday ball, celebrating her 40th birthday. Hey. We sit there all week and we talk
0: about, hey, block the front, block the front. Oh, no, this is coming. To- yeah. week. Are- When you catch 500 passes in this league, you're either really good or really old. Or both.
1: Congratulations. Vrabel with his game balls never misses an opportunity to kiss the owner's rear end. Smart man. Never. I mean, okay, he, we got to put a cap on this for Vrabel. He, they've won two games, and in each game, he's given the owner a game ball.
0: Smart no man.
1: No more giving the owner a game ball. The only – you cannot give the owner a game ball until you win the division this season. Like, if you win the division, then you can give the owner a game ball. But anything short of that now, you cannot give the owner a game ball without just being a total rear-end brown-nosing brown kisser, which is what Vrabel is, which is
0: – Keep giving them to it, him, Mike. Keep,
1: keep loading them up. One of the first <laughs> things Floyd said to me, like, when, before we, we started working together, we barely knew each other. And Floyd's like, hey, let me tell you a little rule in the NFL. You always have to kiss the owner's butt. <laughs> he said, even Bill Belichick knows this. You could be Bill Belichick, and you still got to kiss. That is the one thing you've got to do, no matter who you are in this league, is you got to kiss the owner's
0: butt. That's, I remember Bud Adams. I probably told you the story. I went into his office, and I was demanding this, demanding that, and we need to do this. We need to do that so we can win. And he he wore glasses, and he slid the glasses down his nose and looked over the top of the glasses at me, and he says, you do know who owns this team, don't you? (laughs) I said, yes, sir, I do. We don't need any of that stuff. We're good. And let's
1: take an owner we do know, Jerry Jones, and just think about how much Jerry probably likes getting his butt kicked. Oh, yeah. Jerry probably would love two game balls on the season. Give Jerry a game ball every game. But who gets Floyd's game balls? And my question is, does Marcus get a game ball? Because I think Marcus deserves a game ball.
0: For special teams, I would have to give my game ball to Kern, who was Kicked outstanding. Butt.
1: Kicked butt yesterday. He's I amazing. Mean, people
0: have no clue how difficult it is to kick a ball, to average, whatever it was, 45 yards a punt, and to have every single ball die inside the tent. I mean, you, that is such a small area. That's like trying to land a jet on an aircraft carrier. I mean, you got no leeway. Uh, so I thought he was truly outstanding and and really really helped when it came to field position things like that.
1: Also, what a play by LaShawn Sims on that one punt. Fantastic. Where Simsy not where he knocks the ball back and and stays out of the end zone and
0: they they I think the cover guys are getting to the point where they feel really good about. Knowing where the ball is going to be. And so instead of them just stumbling upon the ball, bouncing around back there, they go back there looking for it, waiting for it. And so uh, I, I thought that, you know, the punt team, not just this game, all year long, really, but this game, they were especially good.
1: So first game ball to Brett Kern.
0: Defense, I would have to give my game ball to Butler. I thought. Over Butler, Casey. Yeah. I thought Butler played an outstanding game against. I mean, you know, we've said it before, arguably the best receiver in the league. And he traveled with him, which surprised me. I mean, he had him everywhere. And he frustrated the receiver. He frustrated the quarterback. Didn't have the the one penalty he had was just dumb. Uh, And and made plays against the run. I mean, he played lights out. I thought it was a big-time play for him. And on offense, here we go. My, I would have to give my my game ball to the offensive line. No, too. the offensive line was just outstanding in 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 not only what they they knew they had to do, but how they did it. I mean, the pocket. This was the best pocket that Marcus has had, and I, I can't even think how long. But it looked like it was more than just being able to put up the pocket when when you're from New England, New England makes i mean this is one of the more important things they do how they coach the pocket, what you do to set up the pocket, and how Tom reacts into the pocket that 's what we look like for the first time in i don 't know how many years it, it I looked at that, and I thought she said that looks like New England, you know, watch Marcus step up into the pocket, watch the ball come out on time, watch him get it to the receiver's hands. All the things that you want to see, I thought we saw. So, I mean, and and we know that, you know, we were right, rotating at right guard, and I don't know if Nate Davis had anything to do with it. I hope he did. I hope he was the main reason that it happened. I know he wasn't, but I wish he was, uh, because that was, that was really, really solid offensive line.
1: Play. I cannot believe you did not give Marcus the game ball. Now, I've never had kids, much less multiple kids. You have had multiple kids, and I don't know what kind of students they were, but was one was one child a better student than the other child in school uh you, know, you probably okay, so like if you've got an a student like my brother was an a student, I was kind of more with the b's and the c's yeah. and I was cool with that.
0: you had more stuff to do there school was wasn't that important
1: a hundred percent true, <laughs> and so anywho so you know, I I feel like when you're a parent, and you got one kid that always gets A's, and you got one kid that gets B's and C's, that if they both get a B plus, you'll be mad at the A kid for getting a B plus, and you'll be happy at the B and C kid that he got a B plus. Right. And that's what you're doing with the offensive line. They, oh, you're only giving them the game ball because they've stunk so bad. Marcus has had to put up with more crap from everybody in this town after every game for things that are not his fault. He goes out there, puts a beautiful ball in the hands of Corey Davis for a touchdown, puts the ball in a beautiful in the corner for AJ Brown for a touchdown, gets the team going, was smart with the football for the most part. And I, I. He was awesome yesterday. If he deserves a game if ball. If it
0: wasn't for the offensive line, none of those things would happen. You
1: could say that every game they none,
0: play. That's right. And how many times have they happened prior to this week? Once. Zero. And why? Because he's all over the place getting sacked, what, nine times last week? Nine times. So, I mean. But everybody I, in this town blaming him for all that. I would say, no, no, no well, I'm not, but, but. Um, I mean, for the offensive line to rebound the way they did and to protect him against a good defensive front. I mean, this is not just, you know, regular guys. I mean, these are first-round draft choice, highly paid um, veteran agents, free agent guys. So, I mean, it's it was a good good performance. I, I, and Marcus had a good performance, too. I'm not taking anything away from Marcus.
1: Marcus has to throw for 400 yards, which he was on pace to do at the end of the first half. Marcus has to throw for 400 yards for Floyd to give him a game ball. I, it's, mm. Phones. Brad is up next on Jared of the GM. What's up, Brad? What's going on, man? You know, I'm going to let Mike keep the game ball because uh,
0: it was Friday he called in, or was that his pressure? And Ted, it starts with me. You know, when Julio moved inside, he had them ready to go. They they sniffed that out right off the go. When uh, Jonu come in uh QB, they called uh, time out, got in position, pulled him and uh, Julio out. Then, uh, let's see, the shirt was a bad deal, though. You know, I didn't like the shirt he was wearing. But,
1: <laughs> you no, know, sure, he used th-
0: th- to keep the game ball to me because, you know.
1: Thanks for the call, Brad. I'm not sure I understood one thing he said. <laughs>
0: I was like listening
1: to Boomhauer on King of the Hill. <laughs> like when like he said, like when they put Janu at quarterback.
0: Corner, I thought he said, but I don't know.
1: Johnu Smith at quarterback or cornerback. Yeah. And it's like they didn't took Julio off the field. I'm like, he's not taking Julio off the field. The Julio's on their team. There's not a Julio on the Titans. I am just flummoxed by that call. I That is... Wow, that just took me somewhere. Coming up next on Titans Monday, more your phone, 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. Coming up next, how much of yesterday, we got to be honest with ourselves, how much yesterday was the Titans being good and how much of it was the Falcons, who are a total mess, being bad? We'll get to that coming up next. Jared and the GM, it is a Titans Monday, it's ESPN 1025, the game.